You are now listening to What the Hell, a podcast dedicated to helping you navigate your way to better health. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 69 of What the Health. I'm your host, Lena Lahire, and today I am joined by myself. I haven't recorded a podcast in a little bit. I always take these like breaks off of social media and doing anything when I'm at the end of my semester and I have all my final exams coming up because. I've said this before, and I'll say it again, just as a gentle reminder that social media is so distracting. And if you're a person like I am, who like majority of people are, who get easily distracted and you need to get work done, my suggestion is to take a social media break. I know that when I post something, like on the days that I post something, I am more likely to go back on social media to continuously check it than if I don't even go on and post anything or don't even go on in the morning, I'm less likely to go back on later on in the day. And we get into these habitual checking behaviors where we just pick up our phone and we don't even know why we're picking up our phone, but it's just become such a habit that we just do that. And so I would encourage you, if you need to get some serious productive time down, take a break off social media. So I always find that with my finals, I just need to concentrate. And this semester has been extremely challenging um, mentally, physically. I'm, you know, I'm finding myself just quite exhausted, um, still going through a bunch of health challenges. So we can only control what we can control. And the stress, stress, we can't always control, but we can control all of the self-imposed stressors that we put on ourselves. And that's what this podcast is about today. One of those biggest self-imposed stressors, which is over-exercising. And this is a really important topic because I have been through it and I have seen countless clients, friends, people I know go through the whole thing of over-exercising and trying to heal their body and trying to be healthy and not be able to do it. And the solution, one of the big pieces of the puzzle is to remove that kind of exercise, which seems counterintuitive because we have a society that says eat less, exercise more. More exercise is better, but more exercise is absolutely not better for the majority of people. And I just did a post on Instagram, talking about staying off social media. I just did a post on Instagram, but it was actually the first post I had done in weeks. Um, talking about how, in my opinion, this is my studied opinion, my personal opinion, but it's coming at it from a place of knowledge and personal experience. I don't think that you can have a big fitness goal and still be healthy. Now let's unpack that statement because that's a really big definitive statement. And you know me, I don't like to generalize. So like putting a blanket statement out there 
but I actually kind of feel that this applies to everyone because health is not just measured through the physical, but it's also measured through our ability to cope with adversity, our resilience, our mental health, how content we are, how at peace we are. And so if we're just looking at health from a physical standpoint, like someone can be ultra fit, but not be healthy. They could be healthy on one measurement, but not healthy on a whole bunch of other measurements. And that's what I mean by you cannot have a big fitness goal and still be healthy, the broad spectrum healthy at the same time. So when we have a big fitness goal, say you're training for a marathon, just because your body can do something doesn't mean that it's beneficial and doesn't mean that you should. So just because you can run 40 kilometers at one go doesn't mean that your body will like it, doesn't mean that your body's going to function optimally after that. It's extremely stressful on your body. Not only that, but to have, and, and I'm just going to take a marathon because there's so many different big fitness goals. Um, but let's just take a marathon because it's extremely stressful on the body. Not only is it stressful on our physical body, but it takes an enormous amount of training to be able to perform well when you are doing a marathon. Like you could not really train for it or not train as hard and still do it. It's probably going to be absolutely terrible because you haven't trained. You're probably not going to run the whole time. Your body is going to be in it an extreme amount of pain after if you don't train beforehand. So you like you have to have some amount of training and good training in order to do well. And most people who run marathons want to do well. So the work that it takes to train, you have to spend hours upon hours clocking kilometers every single week in order to prepare for this marathon, usually months prior so that takes a physical toll on your body. Not only that, but it takes an emotional and a mental and a psychological toll on your mind because in order to continue to train when your body is exhausted, you kind of have to override your better judgment. And when we do that too much, our mental health suffers. When we do that at all, our mental health suffers because we end up living an incongruent life. We don't feel good but we continue to do something that doesn't make us feel good anyways because we have a different goal. And this isn't like the same thing as something like a, you know, a cynical benevolence where something's new, we don't want to do it, but we do it anyways because there's going to be some, you know, enlightenment that we get out of it. That That's not what I'm talking about. It's doing something we know isn't good for us, but doing it anyways because we have this goal that isn't for our own well-being. Maybe it's to satisfy our ego, like to get a medal or, you know, to feel good about yourself or whatever. It's ego-driven. It's not it's not for a higher purpose. So our physical body suffers and our mental health suffers can and most often does when we have these big physical fitness goals. And the more we keep driving our bodies down, the more taxed they become 
And then it has a negative effect on our mental health. And our mental health cannot be separated from our physical health. And you can't have one without the other. So if one is suffering, the other is going to follow fairly soon after, if not at the same time. When we're in a really stressed out body, or there's a lot of stress going on mentally, the last thing that we want to do is hit it hard in the gym. And there's lots of things that cause stress. So it could be, you know, uh, a situation that's happening. It could be financial. It could be relational. But it could also be physical. And the source of stress, what I have seen in myself and other people so often that they don't want to admit is that one of the biggest sources of stress is exercise. And in order... To heal your body and to heal your mind, you have to give up that way of exercising. It doesn't mean you have to give up movement. That is absolutely not what I'm saying because one of the most helpful things for a stressed out body is to move sympathetically. Maybe that's going for a walk or doing like some gentle yoga or a little bit of, you know, Pilates, nothing that has impact, nothing that has explosive power movements, nothing that's endurance, nothing like that. That all stresses your nervous system. And in a body that has a stressed out nervous system, the last thing it needs is another hit from exercise. If you are in a chronically stressed situation, say you're at a job that is causing you a lot of stress, it may feel like going to the gym is your stress relief, and it can be, but it has to be sympathetic to your situation. So if you're going and playing, you know, like two hours of squash every single day, um, and, you know, going on a 50 kilometer bike ride on the weekends and and, 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 and this is not helpful. It is not going to help you cope with your job stress. It's not going to make you more resilient. What it's actually doing is digging you down even further. And it's really hard because exercise is a perfect escape for when we're really stressed out, especially when the situations are not so easy to change. Like it's not so easy or even plausible to move, switch jobs or, you know, cut off a friendship or leave a relationship or move house or move cities or, you know, deal with trauma. Like these aren't easy and exercise can be a very welcome distraction. And that is exactly what I used to use exercise for. And I know a lot of people use exercise as an excuse as it's a stress relief for me, which it, it could be, but I think it's also causing more stress because if you're using exercise as a way to cope with something that you feel that you can't change, if you feel stuck and you just exercise harder and harder and harder, A, you have the mental stress from that of avoiding. And we know that people who use avoidance coping strategies actually have a higher risk of mortality later on in life. Like avoidance coping is not a healthy mechanism to cope with stress. So we don't want to avoid. And so if we're using exercise as a, as a way to avoid, we're actually causing more damage than good mentally. 
And then if we're using exercise as a way to avoid, well, then we're damaging ourselves physically as well because we're often over-exercising as a way to cope. And so we need to be really honest with ourselves. Are we using exercise in a way that's sympathetic to our bodies, in a way that we can truly be healthy, or are we using it for a different reason? And is the source of stress over-exercise itself? Like, it's not going to be the only source of stress, but I'm telling you right now, it's a big one, and people don't realize it because they think, well, being really fit is healthy. But I'm actually going to challenge you and tell you that being ultra-fit is not healthy. And my views of what true health really looks like have drastically changed over the last like two to five years. And it's been incrementally changing. And it's changed through my own experience, um, helping clients, watching other people, studying, studying mental health, going through psychology. Like what it means to be healthy is constantly evolving for me. And what I think is healthy now is going to change. And what you think is healthy now is going to change down the road. And it should But being ultra fit, to me, is not the pinnacle of health anymore. I used to look at people who were like really jacked, like guys that were really jacked, low body fat percent, or women you could see their six pack, people that could like, you know, run crazy distances super fast, or, you know, like do these endurance sports. And I'm like, yeah, that's like the pinnacle of health. But you have no idea what that person's body is going through in order to get them to that state. You have no idea what has to go on in someone's mind in order to get them to that state where you have to override like a better judgment. It's almost like that better judgment goes out the window, but inherently I think we know what we're doing isn't the best, but we're so clouded with what society tells us is healthy, that it's just overridden. We don't have the ability or we've lost the ability or maybe that ability has gone into hiding of us tuning into our own body wisdom. I don't think it's ever lost. I think um, maybe it's lost. (laughs) Maybe it's lost and we just need to find it. But if you're going through something really stressful or you feel burnt out, and you over-exercise, or you're doing like high-intensity, high-endurance, high-impact, powerful explosive movements multiple, several times a week, I'm telling you, it's adding fuel to the fire. And you are not going to feel better until that part of your regime changes. And it's not a forever thing. It's finding the perfect balance for the state and the circumstances that you find yourself in. And it doesn't mean that you can never exercise intensely again, but there has to be a healing period where your body feels safe. Because when you're over-exercising and you keep over-exercising, your nervous system becomes more and more tax because it doesn't feel safe. You're not doing your body a favor by being tired and pushing yourself anyways. 
You're not doing yourself a favor by being really sore and still going and hitting it hard the next day and not giving yourself a chance to recover. You're not doing yourself any favors by being so exhausted but pushing harder anyways, instead of just getting up and going for a gentle walk. You're not doing yourself any favors. You're not becoming healthier. You're not becoming more resilient. You're not becoming more compassionate with your body. You're not becoming more sympathetic. You're not becoming more in tune. So when I think of health and what it really means to be healthy, health is not merely the absence of disease, but it's feeling good in our body. And if we don't feel good in our body, then we're not healthy. We're not, we're not encompassing full health. And so we have to look at all these different areas to ask, okay, where am I not healthy? Am I, am I eating the best diet for me? Not what the internet tells me, not like what, you know, all these different books tells me, but when I eat something, do I feel good after, or do I feel bloated? Do I feel lethargic? Do I have stomach pain? Do I have um, diarrhea, constipation? Do I have like histamine reactions? So that's like physical, like, am I eating a diet that's right for me? Great, if you are. Am I moving? Do I feel good after I move? Or am I like so exhausted that I can barely function? I used to think that that was good. Like I used to put my, oh God, I used to put my clients through that. Like if they were, you know, completely torched by the end of a workout, I was like, yeah, I did a good job. That is not what I do anymore. Uh, that was me, you know, 12 years ago. I was a terrible trainer. Awful. I, was, I just like cringe at some of the stuff that I used to make my clients do because that is what I did to myself. And that's kind of what they teach you in school too. And like I went to university. It wasn't even like a weekend course. It was just like, well, they didn't necessarily teach you that. They, I did, you know, learn about super compensation and you can't dig yourself too deep. But at the same time, it was just like, it was explosive movements and, and all of that. So it was like they were talking about it, but they weren't at the same time, if that makes sense. And then when you get into the fitness world, it's like bodybuilding competitions and figure shows and hitting PRs and you know running long and hard and fast. And it just seems so incongruent with being healthy because when you're only looking at health from one perspective, which again, I don't even think is healthy anymore, then of course you're not going to think it's unhealthy because you're like, well, I'm ultra fit. I can do this. I can do that. But just because your body is capable of doing something doesn't mean it's beneficial for it. And there's a fine line and you may be able to push yourself really hard and this isn't just physically, this is mentally too. You, be able, you may be able to push yourself really hard for a period of time, but there will always be a breaking point. And that breaking point's gonna look different for everyone. And it could be, you know, the a mental illness emerges, it could be extreme exhaustion, chronic fatigue, autoimmunity disease, chronic diseases, cancer, 
all manner of things. I know that's really like, it sounds out there, but when we're in a stressed body and we don't take care of ourselves, we open it up for disease. We create a breeding ground for disease because our body cannot be resilient when it continues to be taxed out and continues to be stressed out. And we can, the same can be said for mental exhaustion. So say you don't exercise. Maybe this doesn't apply to you. The exercise doesn't apply to you. But you will not give yourself a break mentally. Like you just can't do it because maybe you feel you have to carry everything or, you know, it's it's all on you. And so you just keep going and pushing and going. And eventually there's a breaking point. Or maybe you have a whole bunch of trauma that you've not dealt with and you keep shoving it down by, you know, working harder or, you know, whatever your flavor of avoidance is. Well, eventually it comes out. The body can't lie. Like you can, you can try and fool your mind, but your body always keeps the score. And so every hit that your body takes or that your mind takes body keeps the score and how do we tell when we've had enough we have these symptoms of burnout we're exhausted emotionally we may might be really reactive maybe we're angry maybe we cry really easily we just have these outbursts of rage Um, physically we're getting injured more maybe not sleeping so well digestion becomes impaired whether it's constipation diarrhea just like a general like not being able to digest our food well indigestion and then certain chronic conditions can start to pop up all of these things are signs that our body is giving us like a check engine light our body's giving us all these like little check engine lights but if we continue to ignore them Well, what happens in your vehicle when you have some kind of check engine light thing come on? You're like, "Ah, I'm just not going to pay attention. It's fine. Well, maybe it might be fine for a while, but that check engine light came on for a reason. And if you don't deal with it, chances are something's going to break. The same is true for our body. When those warning signs happen, insomnia, emotional instability, injuries, fatigue, When all of these things start to happen and we don't pay attention, we don't do anything about it, something's going to break. And it's better for you to take a step back than to let that break. And I am speaking from experience because I did not, like I've heard this message before. When I studied eating psychology, I kind of heard this message and that was the first experience that I had with slowing down. I actually read the slow down diet by, oh shoot, I'm going to look it up right now. His name escapes me. Mark David? Why can't I remember that? (laughs) He only ran the school for eating psychology. Let me look it up. Mark David. I was right. (laughs) It's so terrible. So I read the slow down diet and it absolutely changed my life because I was like, that's me. Like I keep... I keep hitting it hard and you know my chiropractor who's still my chiropractor I've been seeing him for years and years and years like he used to tell me you have a problem with exercise like your body 
is hurting, you keep injuring yourself. I always had back pain and I just wouldn't stop. Like it didn't matter that I had all of the, this pain in my body. It was just like, oh, whatever. It's just my body's going to have to deal with it. And that is not creating a safe space for your body to function well. And if your physical body goes, I told you, remember what I said, you cannot separate the mind from the body. When your physical body goes, your mental health is going to follow very soon after, if not at the same time. So it's really important to pay attention to all of these check engine lights. And if you are finding that you're not getting the health results that you want, and you feel like you're eating right, and you're doing all the things, exercising, maybe, just maybe, it's exercise that's the problem. And the type of exercise that you're doing, that's the problem. So that is all for today. I hope it gave you a little food for thought. Like I know this is something, um, like I said, this is something that I have a lot of experience with personally um, and working with clients. And I really want people to view health in a more holistic way. And for you to be able to take your health up and your fitness journey up more and more. And sometimes to be where we need to be, we we need to take a step back. So that is all for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. I hope you gained better insight into how you can be the healthiest version of yourself that you can be. If you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the podcast and please leave me a review as your reviews get this message of better health out there. You can also follow me on Instagram at Lena Jade's Healthy Life, where I post fitness, nutrition, and psychology content pretty much every day. All right, you guys, that is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned for the next episode. And as you go throughout your day, always remember, you are powerful over your health.